Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM BAM 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with uh, Louisiana. And stories around the USA and the world. And, you know, Rick, uh, each Friday, the reason we're here, these fine people are uh, sponsoring our show. Yeah, you're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. Yeah, and if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number, you got to dial that old area code, 337. The number is 367-1240 or 367-1240. And you can also listen to us online. That's right. Uh, we stream everything. Uh uh, on www.kane1240.com, and you can listen to us literally anywhere in the world. And if you have uh, any accessible Internet device, you can also pick us up there, too. We're live here at the studios at uh, 107 West Main Street here in New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa. Play Kane 1240, and uh, it will. Meanwhile, uh, Rick, uh, freshwater and saltwater fishing, what's going on? Tony, with the tides moving on saltwater, I've been hearing some good reports coming around the point, uh, catching a lot of redfish. It's, it's been so daggone hot, brother, you got to catch the moving water, you know, either coming in or going out, and, and low tide seems to be the, working the best. Uh, same thing in the basin. The water had kind of came up, and then now it's kind of teetering around. And I think next, uh, after Sunday, Tony, it's going to inch up just a little bit and then kind of plane off. Uh, yeah, good news, too, you know, for you people out in the basin. Yeah, you know, and then that. I've seen where Henderson, they're going to uh, mess with the water over there and, and, and pull it down some. But uh, rather than that, it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, in the meantime, though, Rick, uh, with that, uh, I know you still do uh, a lot of little, uh, freshwater fishing when you have a chance, and uh, what's out there right now? Yeah, we went to uh, Miet Point uh, last week, Tony, and uh, we, we did pretty good. Like I said, you, it's... If you go early, it's, it gets so daggone hot, you know, quick. And uh, we, we hit them early and we came back. We was catching a few on spinner baits and just moving around. And like I said, the, the if, if you got into too much backwater, the bite wasn't as good. I mean, it's just so hot. You got to find some moving water. Yeah. Or a little depth, should I say, also, you know. Yeah, that's important, too. Uh, yeah. And I know you're, you're a big believer, and you like to find water that's moving a little bit. So, right. Uh, so you can. Uh, this time of year. That's right. And, uh, of course, with it being so hot. Yes. But, you know, Rick, it's been like this yeah. in all of my life. It's always, I mean, it's a 90-degree weather oh, here yeah. in yes. southwest Louisiana. Yes, and sir. you just have to expect it. Well, the only thing that's really been kind of kind, and people are going to say I'm crazy, the humidity hadn't been that bad. Now, it had, yeah. The, uh, the coming days and all, it, yeah. it could look up there. But I, I check uh, the humidity, and it's like 55, 65. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, I was in the 70s, but it was just a dry, right. hot weather. Well, when you get that north this time of year, Tony, or a west wind, that's a dry wind. It's going to be hot. You yeah. know? And then you're right. If we Thank God we don't have all the humidity because it would really be miserable, you know. Uh, that's right. But, yeah. I mean, you go outside, it's hot. You're oh, going to yeah. perspire and uh, sweat. And, yeah. But like and I said, Tony, else. if you can go early and, and, you know, fish your little spot and then come in early, it, it, it's okay because it, it does around uh, after 12 o'clock, between 12 and 3 or 4, 
I mean, it's hot out there. Now, if you go out in the evening, Rick, uh, uh, you know, just for a quick little hour or so, 90 minutes, you know, the sun doesn't really get really dark. You Hopefully you're in and trailage your boat by then. But, right. uh, you know, from uh, 7 or 6.30 to 8 yeah, o'clock, you know, about, uh, yeah. you know, the Throw. weather starts to cool off a little bit. Yep. It's not uh, that blustery. Fine, you know, fish tree type trees, a little bit, let's say not, you know, moving water, whatever. And then with a little bit of depth also, it's, you know, dealing this, like you said, this time of year is, is the heat. The heat is on. No, it, that it is. And uh, it's still, you know, the fish are there. Oh, yeah. You just have to, and the fish like uh, anybody else looking for a little cooler water, you know, in that regard. And uh, the water temperatures, as we mentioned over the last few weeks in the mid to high 80s, 80s. out in the, the, the bay and the gulf. So, yeah. uh, you know, with the heat and all, but the, the fish is still there. Uh, you just have to find some clean water in the salt water, matter of fact, and uh, same goes you know with uh fresh water rick and yes, uh and it's uh you know it's treated you pretty well and uh just looking at everything rick with regards to uh butler rose the water levels like you said it's about six and a half feet it's gonna take a little dip yeah. the next few days and then it's come back up a little bit but it looks like uh out into uh sometime into august so uh, we're looking at about six and a half feet uh in the basin which is a, a good level to fish oh yeah right now yeah it's probably going to come up maybe a half a foot tone it and level out and uh now some of that's going to be tidal it, it does work with the tide you know sure sure anyway but uh interesting though that we'd see that and uh it's uh you know i got a i got an article about something with a drawdown one of the lakes and uh later on in the show but in the All meantime right. i saw this interesting and uh I'm not trying to put the fear into anyone, but the rise in the bull shark population is becoming an issue in the Chafalaya Basin. And we talked about that, I think, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? Tony, I spoke to a couple of guys, and they were saying, now this, this is a, I guess you would call it a, a community spot, but when the water is right, it is a good spot. And I, there again, that's why, you know, a lot of people fish it. I want to say it was like three weeks ago, Three weeks ago, they caught a, a bull shark, and I, I was amazed. And he told me, "Say, yeah, Rick, we, uh, you know, it was about four foot long. So, now that's way up to Chafalaya, you know, uh, right by Sheraton, not far from Sheraton. Yeah. yeah. And it's what's amazing too is that uh, these bull sharks, they the brackish water, they they're looking for food, and that, yeah. that's what brings them in. Right. And uh, with regards to that, and yeah. uh, the only the fear, you know, there's so many kids that swim. Well, Tony, you we know, were past. Let's see, last uh, Sunday before last, and I told my my little fishing partner, I said, man, and they had some little kids, you know, four, five, six years old, was jumping off the front of the boat. Now, you know. Any kind of predator in the water, they 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 listening and they're looking for a splash, you know. Sure. So and I, you know, you don't want to scare nobody, but if those sharks are, are coming in, you know, getting that much into the fresh water, man, you just want to tell people just please be careful, you know. Yeah, that's that's another issue with that too. I have, I know, I like to go out to uh, Lake Forest Point State Park, and oh yeah, they have two different areas: the cabins, the cabins in the cove, uh, right, are really nice. Yeah, I, I remember one day I saw kids. You know, throwing bread into the water and these small little uh, alligators oh, yeah. sucking on the bread. And I'm going, man, if they know they yeah. can get food here, they're going to be yeah. coming back. And as they grow, kids, you're not going to be able right. to swim here. Yeah. You know, you're inviting trouble. Yeah. And because uh, these animals remember where they, they yeah. garner their food. and uh, Same thing it, down Bird Island, Tony. They, uh, I know one particular doc, you know, I, I watched this little gator. Like you said, they fed him two foot, four foot, six foot. Now he's eight foot. And he, he rules the dock over oh, there. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, you know why he's staying, and he'll continue to stay. But anyway. 
Anyway, this one, and the reason I bring this up, I saw an article, uh, the rise in bull, uh, bull shark population becoming an issue in the Chafla Basin. And yep. this guy by the name of Bill Stelly Jr. is looking, uh, he's taking videos and all, and he's been created a fishing content and posting his videos on a social media part of the Pure Cajun Outdoor page. And lately, his videos are showing his battles with the apex predators. Uh, that's the alligator is not known, but you, you, you'd swear, you know, that uh, the, the gators... You know, and as you've mentioned many times, as you fishing out there, you can see those at late in the evenings. You'd feel those uh, orange, uh, orange eyes. You know, mm-hmm. in regard to uh, those uh, gators out there, and they're all over the place. Oh yeah, man. and uh, I would say that Tony, abundant. Uh, there's a bunch of them, and as the water came down, they come out the swamps and the potholes. You know, because they they like everything else. They're gonna congregate. You know, and get out of the. Uh, as the swamp dries out and, and get into some uh, some deeper water. Anyway, according to this uh, Bill Stelly fella, he said uh, the growing population of bull sharks is becoming an economic problem. Commercial fishermen don't make a lot of money as it is, and all of this affects their bottom dollar. And uh, they swim it in. They catch it on trout lines and hoop nets, and you know, so it's uh, it's like most sharks. Bull sharks are warm water and. As one of the only uh, species of fish can adapt to both salt and fresh water. You know, I know they've caught them in Lake Pontchartrain, you yeah. know. Of course, that's more of a salt water, but it's brackish, brackish water. water. yeah. You know, and the population is increasing uh, here in the Chafli area, and they're coming into the intercoastal and everything else. They're looking for food, Rick, and uh, I just tell people, just be aware, you know. Yeah, uh, be careful. It's it's just something you got to uh, look into uh, with that, so... In the meantime, uh, Rick, too, you know, last week we kind of stumped a little bit. Man, we were talking about this uh, uh, device, uh, the fish attracting device that, that was put out there, pretty deep water, too, out there off uh, the— What was it, 400 and something feet? Feet of water, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, you were both, uh, even though you, you were familiar with them, I wasn't familiar with it at all. And it's, you know, this they call it a fish aggregating uh, device, and it's a FAD, F-A-D. And it's a man-made object used to attract ocean-going uh, uh, fish, right. and, such as marlin, tuna, uh, a dolphin fish, and others. And they usually consist of buoys or floats tethered to the ocean floor. Of course, 451 feet, that's a pretty deep well, tether. Yeah, no structure. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the fish tend to move around them. Uh, and what's amazing is that before the fads, com- commercial tuna fishing used uh, purse uh, signing uh, to target surface uh, fish and all and it's just something that fascinated me because i wasn't familiar with a fad at all rick you had some familiar a a little bit yeah but you know that depth of water tony it's going to be hard to uh you know to do anything and what i was concerned was it you know any kind of electronic device but from what i understand it's just a buoy on on a rope and uh you know it's anchored to the bottom and, and, uh, and, and it attracts fish. It, that's right. And from what I understand, fish are fascinated by floating devices that's right. and objects, <laughs> and they use them to mark locations uh, during yeah. spawning seasons and all, and the aggregate in considerable numbers around the objects. And I guess th- that comes into play with uh, all these uh, basically uh, platforms out in the Gulf, too. Right. You, you, f- you fish around them, and the fish are all uh, – uh, moving around all these platforms offshore, uh, all types of fish. Yeah. And uh, basically, it go, the article goes on to say, and I pulled this up, that uh, 
the uh, uh, you know rafts, jellyfish, floating seaweed. The objects appear to provide a visual stimulus uh, for fish, and it's a refuge for juvenile fish from predators too. And the gathering of juvenile fish in turn attracts larger predator yeah, fish. Right. Yep. And studying uh, using sonar, and uh, they found that uh, large. Uh, 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 fish come and attract it and further out, 50 to 150 meters, uh, the, and just amazing. And it, the same thing comes into play while Louisiana has some of the best uh, offshore fishing in the world. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the first uh, offshore platforms out of Morgan City back in the late 40s, early 50s yeah. began all this. And uh, there are even different types of uh, 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 these uh, fads, uh, fish attracting device, I'm going to call it. Yeah, fads. Uh, uh, you know, and we were just uh, we were just amazing. I'm just not familiar with this at all, and uh, and I've never seen one out in the water. So uh, yeah, like you said, Tony, e- even on the east end right here, <clears throat> east end of Marshall Island, uh, out in the Vermillion, there's so many. Well, they got a, a bunch. I wouldn't say so many, but the little wellheads. That's why red fishing is so good. I, I fished around them in the fall, and, man, it's uh, the fishing is structure. You know, fish love structure. And it's just amazing how uh, that attracts fish, these devices and all. And uh, yep. I guess a fish is curiosity. Uh, and, again, I go back to all the uh, drilling rigs that are out there in the Gulf and that uh, you fish around them, whether inshore, you know, or offshore way out, uh, you're going to find fish around oh, these yeah. uh, facilities that, and uh, it's amazing yep. how, how it works. But right. uh, you know, like, they have good ways of snapping is uh, excellent fishing. Yeah, it's just amazing how this uh, all comes into play and all, Rick. Uh, uh, I find it amazing <laughs> and, uh, uh, that. Anyway, also, uh, I saw this another uh, particular article, and they talk about do not eat fish caught from these Louisiana waters. I've seen something about that, Tony, during the week. All yeah, right. and yeah. Uh, it's about the Louisiana sportsman. Of course, we call it the paradise, and we love the outdoors and uh, sharing the bounty that's Mother Earth and Mother Nature provide. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we got an abundance of lakes, streams, creeks, bayous, oh, rivers, yeah. bays, and, of course, the Gulf of Mexico yep. uh, when you think of fishing and uh, when you're here in Louisiana. So, uh, Can't beat it. That's right. And, it's no, it's not only just the fishing that's concerned, but, you know, sometimes when I see these uh, people, I don't know, fishing from when you see these ditches, you know, they yeah. see people fishing from. and All the time. I, I, you're right. And I, I don't know if I can eat a fish <laughs> yeah. that uh, I caught in a ditch, you know, literally a ditch, not necessarily, a, a, you know, a drainage ditch. Right. But they're there. They, yeah. they got fish there. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, just with the abundance of lakes and bayous and waterways we have anyway, the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality provides a very handy, easy-to-use interactive map that shows the fish consumption advisories and swimming uh, advisories, too. Uh, so uh, if you want to go to that map uh, and look out and see where you maybe shouldn't be fishing, I'm not going to list all these uh, areas right. they, they talk about, but it's just an advisory uh, that uh, to be uh, noticeable where you shouldn't uh, drop your line or mm-hmm. things of that nature. And, I uh, remember a few years back, Tony, had a big mercury problem on uh, Lake, Ken- right. Lake Henderson. And, that's uh, right. Man, we were catching some beautiful fish, but we were just catching and releasing them because they were – you know, they, they had out, environmental had out that, uh, you know, don't eat the fish on kind of the mercury levels, but still the fishing was still good. And, you know, recently, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, advisories issued for swimmers, too. You know, they have that uh, flesh-eating bacteria. That's, the hotter uh, it gets, that bacteria grows. Right. I read an article yesterday about that. So, yeah, yeah you just, like you said, go to the map and just kind of, you know, 
watch where you want to go and check it out and make sure because the warmer the water gets, the, the bacteria is out there right now. And a lot of people don't realize that. And it's a bacteria that literally eats oh, into yeah. your flesh, it's, man. And it's, it's hard to control. It's bad. And uh, it's killed a few young people, too, over the years That's in right. that regard. So I remember uh, a couple of years back, Tony had a young lady when uh, they was picking up oysters and she got cut. And had back the water and had the bacteria in it, and she ended up passing away from that's it. That's right. Yep. That's right. It's, it's a serious issue. And again, you can go and look and see uh, more of the palatable where you can swim and things of that nature, and fish for that matter. That's right. Uh, with that, so uh, the fish consumption advisories offer information on why fish are harvested from the lake, bayou, stream, river, or pond, whatever, should not be consumed. And you can find that on this interactive map uh, uh, with the Department, uh, Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality. So it's just, yep. it's just one more tool that the state is providing. So outdoor enthusiasts, especially the summer's just about over for our uh, high school and grammar and middle school children. It won't you be know, long. Yeah, right. Another maybe two weeks, they're back in school, yeah. maybe three in that moment. Yep. It's so, getting close, uh, you're right. Yeah, you know, as uh, growing up, as uh, I was back in the day, you had three months of full vacation. Yeah. And as it winded down, I said, oh, you better sleep late because yeah. it's about over. That's right. <laughs> and uh, now, of course, they've got so much time off uh, during the school season, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving or the Easter holidays. Yeah. Uh, Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. Yeah, yeah, we never had Mardi Gras. No, we never when did. I was in school. Well, you yeah. know, just yeah. one of the changing of the times. That's so, right. Uh, Anyway, it's also, you can look all this up, too, if you got a smartphone and you want to look that up. It, it's out there, and you can retrieve it, uh, retrieve it I should say. Right. And, uh, and You know, Tony, good good fish, you know, if you go out and catch them. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, you, you love to eat the, the seafood and the fish, but, you know, just be safe. And like you said, check the map and make sure because, uh, you know, that mercury is nothing to play with. That's right. Yeah. I know I had a good, I had a good uh, grilled speckled trout last Friday evening. Well, there so, you uh, go. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I enjoyed it, man. Anyway, before we take our first break, the Louisiana Private uh, Recreational Red Snapper Landing Estimates are out uh, for the week. I should say we have about a two-week lag. It's uh, July 9th. They've uh, conducted that through. And the average uh, weight estimates, you know, uh, they're pulling up. Right now, uh, the real-time uh, landings data uh, collected uh, right now indicates that 332,000 347 pounds have been uh, acquired or picked up. That's about 35, almost 36% of Louisiana's allocation, which is uh, 934,000 pounds and have been harvested so far. And, uh, of course, last, uh, this past Monday, the 17th, uh, they increased the career limit to four. To four, yeah. That's right. Per person, the same 16-inch total length minimum uh, size limit until uh, the landings approach or reach our allocation, which is 934,000-plus pounds. In the meantime, want to remind uh, the charter captains out there that the crew that they're uh, not allowed to keep a limit of red snapper either on the state or federal charter trip, but charter captains, including those fishing from a vessel with a valid uh, federal uh, charter uh, headboat uh, permit, are required to have that uh, uh, charter ROLP to possess tuners, billfish, swordfish, amberjacks, groupers, snappers, hinds, cobia, Oahu, triggerfish, and uh, you better make sure you have that offshore uh, recreational offshore landing permit. It's free. It's free. For individuals, you know, if you yeah. need uh, and you want to go out there and catch uh, your four <clears throat> red snappers or go with a group, you yeah. can each catch four, So, uh, but you got to remember those limits on that. So uh, it's very important in that nature. So uh, we keep you advised here on Kane Radio's Fishing and Honey Show. Yep. In the meantime, it's time to take our first break this morning. You'll listen to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show uh, on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. C'est bon. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. You know, Rick, uh, I just uh, want to remind folks again about the license reminder. You know, uh, yep. we were so accustomed to your license uh, coming due again on June 30th. And each year, uh, as of uh, last year, whenever you bought your license, it it, over, uh, yeah. that's right. It's an annual uh, license. Uh, they tried to spread it out a little bit. Same day and, you buy yep. That's right. So if you bought your license last year in July uh, 5th, that's when it came due well, again. Was the seventh, and I redid it, Tony. All right. right. Yeah, right. so just want to remind folks that, uh, you know, your license is uh, right at an annual uh, 365 days. Of course, 366 is, is a leap year next year. So, yep. uh, anyway, it's uh, just important to remind folks and keep them on track with that and uh, let them know that particular instance. Oh, yeah, because sooner or later you will get checked. <laughs> That's right. It never fails, man. Oh, it's no, like I mean, they doing their job. It's like in baseball. You, you you go in to play right field to take someone's place, and the first pitch hit uh, is yeah. to you in right field. For my license, like I said, Tony, we was making a trip. I said, uh, nope, I'm not taking a chance. 
Yeah, so you're went, right. So I went and got uh, it. Oh, yeah. The day it was expired, I went and got it renewed. So just want to remind somebody, if you don't have a license, you go to purchase one, and uh, it's going to be due next year, uh, 366 days from uh, today, which will be uh, July 21st. So uh, keep that in mind. Hunting license, uh, likewise, the same thing. So uh, yep. for you people out there, just want to keep you reminded about that. Elsewhere, uh, the CCA Star Tournament, of course, uh, the weekly report, not many changes in that. Uh, and, you know, for the behold me rick i've yet to see a tag red fish and if the, you uh, know last year we had a caller call in and say that uh, hey no they ca- got caught a redfish tag redfish but he wasn't in, in the tournament yeah so he couldn't accept the prize so uh i just uh, google it and checking it out and usually they put it up on the leaderboard yeah. uh for the cca and i just i hadn't seen anything and uh it's kind of strange too because uh, we've well, seen over the years. a lot of water out there, but that's a lot of fish, Tony. It's yeah. What, 100, 100 fish they let go? They tagged 25 in each uh, section uh, yeah. in that for the division. And uh, just and if they have had one caught, you, you think they'd have publicity, a press release Seemed or something like uh, yeah. that would come out. So I hadn't seen anything. And, and strange, too, that over the years, it's always been accustomed the first week, uh, 10 days, somebody, we see a tag redfish yeah, being caught. Either a member or even if they don't have a ticket, you know, they usually, like you said, you know, they publicize it. Yeah, it's usually it out there. Yeah. I, I, who, who knows, but uh, they're catching fish. And uh, with that, so just want to remind folks uh, that also you not only have to be a CCA member, you also have to register for the tournament uh, in that regard. So uh, That's right. uh, you need to get in, and but they got – just thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of prizes, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, with regards to uh, the size of speckled trout and cobia and all yep. and the, all the boats that you could win. Boats, course, trucks, campers. That's right. Tackle packages. That's right. $5,000 yep. worth of tackle oh, packages. Yeah. That's yep. A lot of money out there for people that uh, – uh, with that so uh, in the meantime uh, the cca tournament on to labor day i think it concludes late the uh, labor day right uh, which is at five o'clock so uh, with that then they have their big banquet I was fixing to say yeah them. about uh, 45 days later That's, and i'll acknowledge all the yeah. fishermen and uh, catches and all throughout the course of the year so just want to let folks uh remind them about that but it's a great tournament uh, excellent opportunities for people so uh get out there and get registered now something i did see rick that that caught my attention is a drawdown scheduled uh uh, for henderson lake i've seen that you know and a long-standing tradition uh to enhance the overall health of henderson lake and uh the department of wildlife and fisheries uh uh, the St. Martin Parish government has scheduled a drawdown for Henderson Lake and St. Martin Parish uh, to manage the aquatic vegetation. Uh, hydrilla. Uh, that's right. And the southern control structure gates will open August 1st. And the lake will uh, water rate at 2 to 4 inches per day until it reaches 3 feet below the pool stage. Okay. And the uh, dewatering rate could be impacted by local rainfall in the surrounding watershed. So the drawdown gates are scheduled to be closed on November the 1st, okay. at which time the lake will be allowed to refill. So uh, houseboat owners are encouraged to take any necessary precaution oh, yeah. as soon as possible during the drawdown. Boaters will be able to access the lake from private ramps along the southern levee. Uh, meanwhile, boaters also should use caution as numerous obstructions will oh, be exposed, Rick. You know that. Innocent is bad. Too. Oh, yeah, and are just uh, maybe present just under the water surface. Motors should also be cautious about the potential interactions uh, with silver carp or with the lower water levels are conducive uh, to those fish jumping oh, around yeah. moving boats, too. Mm-hmm. And I've seen 
Uh, not necessarily in this area. When those uh, those fish jump out the water, oh, they I had one jump in a boat last week. They could snap a child's uh, uh, neck, oh, yeah. you know. If they, you know, of course, with a good mm-hmm. two or three feet long. That's right. Uh, in addition to the control of the underabundance, uh, overabundance, I should state, of the aquatic uh, vegetation, the drawdown will benefit the lake's fish population by promoting a balanced uh, predator-prey relationship. So, where forage fish more available to predator species, so. Uh, the dewatering uh, will improve the spawning habit by promoting the decomposition of the drying organic materials such as the leaf litter and submerged vegetation. And you right. know as well as I do, yeah. uh, that's an important factor too. Yeah, uh, in the last few years, Tony, I'd say probably six to eight years, they, they've had a lot of trouble with hydrilla in that lake. So they draw it down, and I guess it it's, uh, seems to be working. Well, the herbicide applications will continue during the drawdown period too. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, the Henderson Lake Water Body Management Plan, uh, if you want to look at it, it can be viewed uh, through the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries uh, website, uh, and you can uh, navigate through that to look at it. So uh, yes, it's sir. interesting, and it's a good thing they did do, too, yeah. Rick. You know oh, that yeah. as well as I do. Uh, but I want to tell you, you know, the depth, uh, well, you can't really say f- the full full pool, Tony, because, you know, the basin goes up and down, but... Uh, Henderson to stay at a certain depth, and man, that 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 it just that hydrilla just it's, it's horrible. You know, it's, it's hard to to navigate through it, so it can be a pain. Yeah, it can be, but it's a, it's a good opportunity and to remind folks uh, about that. So come August first, uh, they'll they'll draw it down Start a few inches down. Uh, yep. each day, oh, yeah. and uh, to the placement uh, of that. So. Anyway, for our bad boy of the day, a Mandeville man cited for uh, charter guide violations over in Plaquemines Parish, and the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agent cited a Mandeville a man, Mandeville man for okay. allegedly charter guide violations on uh, just uh, last Sunday, July the 16th. Agent cited a 37-year-old, check this out, okay. for failing to have a Louisiana Department of Wildlife charter guide license and failing to possess the uh, charter recreational offshore landing permit, agents documented the guide taking clients uh, on for a hire fishing trips on four separate occasions while well, at the required uh, charter guide license. Agents also learned that the guide was taking clients offshore to target Red Snapper and did not possess the ROLP. Uh, charter captains, including those fishing uh, from vessels with a valid uh, federal or charter headboat permit, are required to have that uh, valid yeah, that's uh, free. charter. That's yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> the ROLP to possess tunas, billfish, swordfish, all those type of fish, the right. cobia, wahoo, uh, dolphin fish in Louisiana waters. And a charter ROLP covers all paying anglers on the charter trip. And failing to have the charter guide license carries a $950 fine, 120 days in jail for each trip con- conducted, in addition to any other penalty provided by uh, for any person convicted of a second offense of uh, violating that charter guide regulations. The offender may also uh, only operate a vessel that employs a vessel monitoring system for uh, three years after the date of the conviction. Failing to obtain that ROLP carries another fine in that regard. So, uh, yeah. They'll find you to death. Uh, you well, know, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta have the license. That's totally, right. It's you know? pretty easy too. Yeah. You know, in that oh, regard, yeah. Rick. So, uh, anyway, you guys want to go catch some red snapper, which you're allowed four now yeah. per person uh, each day. So uh, out there on the water, and uh, 
And, uh, and you know, Tony, these guys that go, you, you can't, it, it's not their fault. I mean, you know, and, and this guy, apparently, if he's doing charter trips, uh, a charter trip's not cheap. Oh, you know? no, that's right. So, no. anyway. A few, yeah. hundred, few hundred, not a few hundred. But per man, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That is correct. Anyway, tides today here, uh, big Friday, the 21st of July. Uh, the sun rose, southwest pass. Vermilion Bay at 621. We get a little less sunshine each day. Winding down. Huh? That's right. And sunset will be at 807 tonight in the high and low tide chart. There was only a high tide today, and that's going to be uh, about a little over a half hour from now, 821 a.m. Elsewhere, Saturday, the 22nd, sun's going to rise at 622, lose a minute. And sunset will be at 806, lose another minute. And the high and low tide chart, the low tide will be at 1223 a.m. That's uh uh, Friday nights, early Saturday morning, the high tide will be at 8.39 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Elsewhere, Sunday, the 23rd, the sun's going to rise at 6.22, set at 8.06. In the high and low tide chart, the first low tide will be at 12.52 a.m. That's Saturday night, Sunday morning. Next low tide at 3.55 p.m. Sunday afternoon. The first high tide will be at 8.54 a.m. Sunday morning. And the next high tide at 8.31 p.m. Of Sunday night, average water temperature in Southwest Pass for Million Bay, eighty-three degrees. Standing about the same. Yeah, yep. I thought it might be a little hotter than that too, with all the heat we've been having, yep. but uh, not necessarily the case in that regard. You're right. Anyway, uh, the reason we're here each Friday uh, morning to give you the fishing and hunting show of these fine people. Yeah, we got to thank our sponsors: Tony Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Home Run Pizza, and. Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. Yeah, and our motto is always, Rick. Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal. 